0: Let's do some one of the games to real quick. Let's go. Welcome to Nabi. Nabi. Nabi, covering sports of our sorts. If there's any breaking news, you know we got the report. That's our one on and online. only goal is to make this your podcast resort. Get you your favorite team updates, both on and off of the court. That's breaking great. down everything. everything. NFL, NBA, MMA, not much a soccer fan, but might even cover Team USA. Is KD leaving Golden State? Yeah. Is Jordan really the goal? Yeah. Is LeBron comfortable in LA when he keep the team afloat? The no. GSP fights F- Khabib, will he fight him toe-to-toe? Who while the Wilder Fury Rematch, who's always gonna go? We'll cover everything and everything you wanna know Whatever it may be, we'll break it all down on a show <laughs> uh, I still can't get over that fucking uh, I like it, I'ma keep it, I'ma keep it for now until I get some uh, legit done But uh, what's up everybody, this is Nabi Podcast This is episode 2, and I am your host Sani Nabi Uh, This is going to be a review episode of UFC 238, which was yesterday, Saturday, June 8th, 2019. Uh, UFC 238, Henry Cajudo versus Marlon Marais for the uh, vacant uh, bantamweight title. Um, uh, Some surprising shit went down, some not so surprising. Uh, We're going to get all into that. So yesterday, um, I promised uh, a couple people that I was going to get uh, an episode out no matter what. So I was rushing to uh, get that episode out—the um, the preview episode. So I, I did, and I pretty much worked all day on that episode. So I, I couldn't even catch the early prelims and half of the uh, prelims itself. So I, um, I started breaking down uh, the bantamweight belt from Aljamain Sterling versus Pedro Munoz on. And luckily, I was able to uh, get the recording done, get the editing done, and everything before that fight. And I was able to catch the end of Alexa Grasso versus Carolina Kowalkowitz. So, with this review, I'm just going to do the review of Al Jumain versus uh, Pedro Andon. So, um, we'll get right into it. It was a very, very, very good night of fights. I, I enjoyed myself watching that. Um, it's been a while since uh, the UFC put on like a stacked event like that, like I was talking about yesterday. Um, there was some <laughs> some predictions I was fucking dead wrong about, and some people I um, I'm gonna have to apologize to, but we'll get into that. We're gonna start with the uh, Aljamain Sterling vs Pedro Munoz bout at bantamweight. So I predicted the correct winner out of that fight, but um I did not predict the way Aljamain was gonna win that fight. He did win by unanimous decision, uh, which is what I said what happened. But his game plan was interesting, I guess I mean, he really surprised me with his willingness to stay on the feet and trade with Munoz all fight I did not see that coming I thought he was just gonna, you know pop him with jabs and uh, front kicks and, you know, then go in for the takedown and try to control the fight that way but this motherfucker was just hitting him and hitting him and hitting him and then talking shit Homeboy put his fucking hands down and just started trying to clown him and shit. But like, you you can't be doing that with someone like Pedro Munoz. You know what I mean? It wasn't the smartest game plan, but he was able to take some of Pedro's best shots and keep attacking. Uh, granted, he could not get the takedown when he wanted to. So I mean, but I think it it, it he may have he, he probably should have been more mobile going around into the second round. Um, he he was he was pretty mobile. In the beginning of the fight. But as the fight went on. He started feeling himself. And just, just stood right in front of him. And um, Pedro was definitely beating up Aljo's leg at one point. So that definitely could take away the movement. But I mean still. he At one point he just stayed right in front of him. Uh, I mean even, even after the clowning. Even when the whole clowning stopped. He was still just staying in front of him. And hands down. Fucking wide stance. And just eating those leg kicks. Um, but I mean. Another thing I was also correct on was saying, uh, bringing up how Aljo does not have that uh, one-punch KO uh, ability because he was popping Pedro big shots all fight and Pedro just, he he just didn't seem phased whatsoever. He just ate that shit and just kept moving forward, eating shots, moving forward. Um, Aljo just needs to work on those power, man. He just needs to work on those power shots. Uh, either that, or just place him correctly, because he, he was hitting him with more than enough shots that should have put someone, uh, should have put anybody away. I mean, Pedro, I guess he's a Terminator, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, any any regular motherfucker should have been out with the amount of uh, punches that he took. Um, another another thing is uh, Pedro did exactly what I said he should not do, which was stand right in front of Aljo and eight jabs and front kicks all fight. He had his moments, of course, but he he should have tried to get a hold of a leg when Aljo was throwing all those kicks and tried to secure a takedown. Uh, while trying to grab one of the legs. Um, my final thoughts on that fight uh, is Pedro is a fucking terminator. Aljo is getting better and better. He just needs to keep it going, but he can't he can't fight everyone in that division the way he fought Pedro. Uh, moving on, we're going on to the women's strawweight bout between Tatiana Suarez and Nina Ansarov. I predicted that winner correctly, um, I mean, not that, you know, I mean, it it wasn't like, like, uh, Nina had no chance, but, Nina, Nina had no chance, (laughs) I mean, Nina had her moments and shit, but I mean, one thing to know is that not, it's not that Tati has bad cardio, but if she gets better cardio on top of sharpening up her stand-up, she will be unstoppable at 115, uh, at 115, she is way too big for that fucking division man, if she fights someone who is very good at striking and is able to stop her takedowns, along with keep up with Tati's pace, then she could be in trouble, but I don't think there's a fighter in that division that could do all three of those things combined in one, you know what I mean? um there's obviously better strikers in the division but there's legit no one with better grappling in that division than tati um another note from that fight is that tati did exactly what i said she was going to do uh which was be the female khabib um pressured nina all fight get the takedowns land shots on top there was moments in the third round where she seemed to get tired and uh, couldn't secure a takedown but she shouldn't have stopped crying you know what i mean uh, she shouldn't have tried to stand with Nina from the second half of the third round, knowing Nina's striking is much better than hers. And uh, she started to coast. I said, there was some points where she was looking at the clock, and uh, she knew she was up. She knew she was winning the fight. And once she saw there was like two and a half minutes left, she started to coast. And um, at the end of the round, um, she started getting caught with some really good shots from Nina. But, um, you know, I mean, it's not smart, and I really didn't like the coasting part because I think she's a much better athlete than that. I think she could have just controlled the whole fight through and just won in super dominant fashion. She kind of did, but I I I think she could have won, like, all three rounds. I gave the third round to Nina simply because she did a lot more in the third round, but Tatiana did win the first two rounds, uh, no problem. Uh, Moving on. It uh, Right onto the main card It started off with a heavyweight bout Between Tai Tuivasa versus Blago Ivanov uh, That was another fight That I predicted correctly um, Not exactly the way I predicted it um, Ivanov um, He's so much better Than what people give him credit for Or what people even know of him He had no problem standing and trading with Tai And I, I fucking said if he did that like a jackass he, he would get fucking Knocked the fuck out But he was the one that dropped Tai in the first round you know what I mean, and that's 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 amazing. Uh, it's it's not impossible, obviously. Junior dropped Ty, but I mean that's that's Junior Dos Santos, you know. But yeah, um, even I've dropped Ty and rocked him a couple times, but he got rocked a few times himself. And uh, but the man can take some fucking shots, man. When you when you're training with the likes of uh, Daniel Cormier and Cain uh, Velasquez, that um, AKA that shit'll do that. Um, it was a back and forth fight, I can't really say what Ty could have done better, you know what I mean, as it could have gone either way, Um, even after getting dropped in the first round, Ty still had his moments going on, Uh, I mean, going on from this though, I think um, Ty, he, he needs to work on work on the whole brawling game plan, I know it's entertaining and everything, but he needs to he needs to pick his shots, he can't just go in and think that every shot he lands is like one that hurt him and then rush in trying to land short elbows and shit he needs to you know i mean he needs to prey on the opponent a little bit more uh for Goy, i think he should fight a higher ranked opponent next no doubt i really like a matchup with Overeem. i think that would uh say a lot about um the talent of Goy and see uh exactly where he's at i think that would be a perfect matchup for him going forward um, all right, going into the next bout, it was a bantamweight bout between Jimmy Rivera versus Paterian. This fight, I did not fucking predict correctly, man. This fight was fucking nuts. This motherfucker, Jan, made me eat my goddamn words, dog. I thought he was—I thought the step up in competition would be way too much for him, and he proved me wrong big time, man. He looked fucking great in this fight. I mean, in the first round, it, it took him a little bit to get his rhythm going, and but in that like i think 20 seconds um left in the first round uh he just dropped he just completely floored rivera and um if there was more time on the clock he could have got on top and just finished him but he got saved by the belt um another thought is I, I mean i thought rivera was gonna be the stronger fighter going into this fight and it did not seem like it during the fucking fight man peterian is special dude But and another thing is Rivera, for whatever reason, uh, whatever reason, he abandoned his leg kicks, uh, the uh, the lower leg kicks that made him uh, who he is uh, in his fight game. Um, His leg, he has like pre crunk legs, you know what I mean. So when he chops down uh, with his leg kicks, they're fucking brutal. And he was doing that a little bit in the first round, but then from the moment he got dropped, from then on. Um, he just abandoned it and just just stopped, and he was just getting picked apart. He just in every aspect, pretty much, he couldn't even get a takedown when he wanted to. Um, that was that was one of the key factors that I said that he that that he needed to do was get some takedowns and some slams to knock the knock the wind out of Yan, to slow him down a bit. But he couldn't do anything, man. But I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if he hurt his foot in the fight or what. I didn't see a report on that, but. He seemed to move. Fi- he seemed to move fine physically, um, with his feet during the fight. So, I don't think that was the case. But he, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Um, another thought is uh, Jan was a huge favorite in this fight. Uh, huge. I don't. Uh, I don't remember the uh, odds of him. But Rivera was a huge underdog at plus two fifty, and I, I. know that exact number because I, uh, I. I bet on him and I. I lost a little money. But. Yeah, fucking plus two fifty odds, man. I thought that was fucking insane. Uh, Jimmy Rivera is two, two rankings above uh, Jan, and I just thought this the step up in competition, uh, the wrestling difference, uh, the strength difference. What I thought was gonna be a strength difference was gonna be too much for Peter. But um, Jan, he, he completely proved me wrong. Uh, he's a he's a bright up and coming star, and he's just gonna keep getting better. Um, the the matchup with, I mean. <laughs> Only thing this proved was the bookies got this motherfucker right with this, with these odds. Um, I would have never seen this blowout coming. Um, there it, it was complete domination. Uh, Jan did it, it, exactly what he wanted, all fight. And it was like, he wasn't even trying at one point. He was just hitting him with anything he wanted. Uh, I mean, granted, he did get rocked a couple of times, but he, he shook it off right away. Right away, he shook it off. Um, but going forward, I would like to see Jan fight um, Aljamain Sterling. I think that would be a fun matchup, and um, if I think that would probably be a title eliminator right there. Uh, going forward, the Coco main event uh, lightweight bout between Donald Cerrone versus Tony Ferguson. I did not predict this winner. Um, I'm not, like I said though, in yesterday's episode, I I won't be mad at all for whoever wins. You know, I mean I'm 100% okay with whoever wins. Um, and that was Tony Ferguson. The fight. It was, it was a fucking war for as long as it lasted. Um, if you didn't watch the fight, uh, Cerrone blew his nose in between round two and three. And um, his eye was already swelling up. And when you blow your nose when it's already swelling up, your eyes are going to fucking like, balloon up pretty much. And it will completely shut. And that's exactly what happened. And the doctor stopped the fight. But, um, yeah, it was a fight for as long as it lasted. I was completely wrong with my pick. I mean, although I, I did say I thought Tony would win the fight up until he got caught, but I was dead wrong in that he was just winning the fucking fight in all aspects, period. He looked very sharp. He made Cowboy miss a lot and kept the volume up, to, uh, he kept the volume up the whole fight. I thought Tony would, um, you know what I mean? I, I thought he still wouldn't be ready, uh, physically with his, uh, serious leg injury. But um, it's very safe to say that this motherfucker is back And he's back to full strength and full speed Which is the greatest thing ever for this sport Because UFC and MMA in, uh, in general just needs fighters like Tony, man As real as it gets uh, inside the cage and uh, outside the cage um, he's, he's dealt with a couple um, mental health issues recently And I hope he's, uh, he's gotten through that Because he is so talented in the cage, man He's such a great fighter that uh, we need him We need him to keep fighting Um, I know in my uh, preview I said that Cowboy needs to just say fuck it and make it a brawl, but um, that's exactly what he did and it turned out to be the worst thing that he could fucking do. Uh, Tony was, uh, he proved to be the far superior striker in this fight. Uh, Both me and Donald Scrone thought that Donald would be the uh, sharper and cleaner uh, striker landing the better shots, but nah man, Donald should have beat the legs up a lot more uh, than he did instead of making it a kickboxing match from the waist up, you know what I mean? um, Cerrone being the vet that he was too, uh, I have no idea what the fuck he was thinking blowing his nose like that when his eye was already starting to close up, um, he should've known, he should've fucking known, uh, I know you're in the moment and shit happens, but, um, he should've fucking known, but the fight was a fucking war, man, Tony is a fucking beast, his head movement was on point, his footwork was on point as usual, uh, I, I always say his, um, his technique isn't the greatest, but in this fight, he brought that technique, man, he, this motherfucker's been training that boxing, and you could fucking see it, his head movement was perfect, and he came in, uh, yesterday I said, like, uh, Tony's boxing is, um, kind of compared to, like, the Diaz brothers, and it, you could see, like, that's kind of what he did, he implemented the fight where, uh, Cerrone fought Nate Diaz, and got the shit beat out of him, he, uh, so, um, uh, Tony, sorry, he implemented that game plan into this And just straight up boxed the fuck out of uh, Cowboy And it, it was a great fight up until it lasted I wish there was a the third round Because like I said, my prediction would have been uh, Cerrone getting like, you know I mean a, a crazy flash knockout kind of thing um, But with Tony winning the fight up until that uh, Really quick though um, There was a part in the fight In between uh, the first and second nah uh, yeah yeah in between the second and third round before the fight got stopped that uh, Tony landed a, a shot after the horn And um, that shit was not intentional I hear a lot of people like bashing Tony for that shit I don't want to hear that shit, man Tony is not the type of fighter to fucking do that He's the type of fighter who is in the complete zone when he's fighting You know what I mean? He's not the type that looks up at the clock uh, He's not the type to wait for the fucking um, The horn to, bu- uh, horn to buzz or horn to ring Whatever you want to say um, he, You know what I mean? He had a strike planned in his head and, unfortunately, he threw it, like, a millisecond after the fucking horn went off. And he knew right away that he, uh, fucked up. And he felt horrible, uh, that rest of the time that they were in the cage. Even, uh, even when, uh, they were announcing him as the winner and shit, Joel Rogan walked up to him and wanted to interview him. And he, he just... You could just see it in his face, and he just said, just go talk to Cowboy, you know what I mean? go talk to Cowboy, he just didn't even want to talk. Like, Tony's not that type of fighter, you know what I mean? And, like, I was going back to, like, the mental health issues and shit, you know what I mean? He, something like that, that'll fuck with him, you know what I mean? He's, he don't want people to think he's a bad person like that, he's not, he's not like that, you know what I mean? He loves the sport, he takes his sport very serious. You see his training videos online and everything like that, he takes his uh, sport very fucking serious, and he would not do that shit intentionally um everyone and um another thing though uh for the lightweight division in general everybody everybody needs to stop bringing up conor mcgregor in the discussion of the 155 title please the fucker got demolished and blown out in his fight against khabib and now and how how the fuck in this delusion-filled world does he think he deserves he deserves an immediate title shot him and Dana, like, they, they, they talking about it. I mean, I don't know if Dana thinks he does, but he keeps talking about it, he's the only one talking about it, besides Conor, da, uh, fucking Dana needs to fucking stop with the bullshit, and just stop mentioning him every fucking chance he gets, like, he was literally talking about Kajudo and Marais, and, like, four seconds later, he brings up McGregor, it's like, come on, man, sign a fight for him that's not a title shot, if he wins in devastating fashion, or, fuck, if he just fucking wins, Let him earn his way back You know what I mean Fuck the whole teacher's pet And the popularity contest shit Mixed in one You know what I mean Period Fucking period This is a sport And the man's sitting out He's not doing anything right now He's being a businessman That's You know what I mean Good for him He's making money He don't even need to fight But I mean Fuck Stop talking about You wanna fight You wanna do this You wanna do that And just sign a fucking contract And do it but I'm not going to get too far into that <laughs> I know I'm going to piss a lot of people off with that Because I know there's a lot of McNutt huggers out there But we are right We're going to move on um, to the co-main events uh, It was the Women's Flyweight title, uh, title bout Between Valentina Shevchenko Versus Jessica Evil Eye I, uh, I, pred- I predicted this one correctly Outright there's really not much to say on this one, man. Uh, I, I didn't think this fight should even happen. You know what I mean? I, it, it went exactly how I expected it to go—complete blowout, uh, just straight up demolish. I, th- I, I didn't think Jessica stood a chance. You know what I mean? From the get-go, and it showed why I thought that. Uh, the striking of Valentina was just far too superior in this fight for I. Valentina, she just beat the shit out of her body with kicks, and then when uh, she saw uh, when she saw that, I was like blocking for the kicks. You know what I mean? A, a Very, very simple, very simple technique. Beat up the body. You see her going down, blocking for the body. You throw up top. And when um, I was thinking that she was about to throw another body kick, fucking Valentina went upstairs with a fucking brutal, brutal fucking head kick, man. If you didn't see this shit, there's fucking replays everywhere and highlight videos everywhere. Fucking look that shit up. It's fucking nasty, bro. Nasty. One of the... I mean, I was going to say the... The most devastating head kick knockout in a females fight, would I was going to say is uh, Holly Holm versus Ronda Rousey, but this fucking head kick was fucking insane. It sounded like a goddamn baseball bat. Um... Jeez, man, it was it was nasty. Uh, she, I mean, she put both hands down to block for the body. Uh, usually, what you should do is put, you know, what I mean, one. Uh, if you're if you're um, if you're an orthodox fighter, you should block the body with your left arm, and you know, what I mean, put your right arm up to block the head, just in case. And she did not do that. She put she tried to block with both arms. With the uh, she tried to block the body with both arms, and Valentino went upstairs, and it was clean to the side of the fucking head, man. I'm glad she's okay, and I'm glad she got up, but that shit sounded like a fucking baseball bat when it landed, man, this fight, obviously, it only happened, obviously, because the division is so weak, and, um, all in all, Jessica, I mean, uh, Valentina just needed an opponent, but, uh, honestly, Jessica was not it, and, um, oh, fucking, going back to yesterday's episode, I had a fucking brain fault and I could not think of the girl who, um, who had to vacate her title, uh, the the one, uh, 125 females title, And I just could not think of a fucking name and her name is uh, Nico Montaño. I I knew the last name started with a fucking n but I could not think of it and I was just fucking stuck for like 30 45 seconds. <laughs> if you've seen uh, if you've seen the first episode but um yeah, Nico Montaño. That was the fucking name I could not remember yesterday. She was the one who pulled out of the fight with Valentina the day before the fight uh, after the weigh-ins and everything and she vacated the flyweight title. Um and as much as Nico says that she wants the fight and as she says uh, she wants to get her belt back. She don't want that fight. <laughs> she don't want that work. Um, Alright, moving on. The main event, the fight. The fight everyone was really, um... Well, not, well the fight everyone was really waiting for was the Cowboy and Cerrone, uh Cowboy and Cerrone, Cowboy and Tony fight. But the main event and uh, the main title fight, I should say, for the vacant bantamweight title, uh, Henry Cajudo, the current flyweight champion, versus Marlon Marais. Um, let me start off by saying Henry Kajuto, I am sorry. I completely, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like a jackass. You proved me wrong, man. You shut me the fuck up, dog. You're definitely for real. So I want to apologize to you. You got it done, man. Uh, you proved me wrong. You're a fucking champ. Uh, sorry, you're the champ champ. So, yeah, dog, congrats to you. Um amazing, amazing fight. And let's get into it. I thought Marlin I thought Marlon was just gonna come in and just blow Henry out, man. He was he was winning the first round too, but completely gassed himself out on some Francis and Gano shit. Um he, he just, he should have picked his shots instead of throwing every fucking shot with fight-ending intentions, you know? I, I mean, I get it, because he was on a fucking kill streak going into this fight, and Henry's a smaller fighter, so he probably thought every every shot he would land um, would completely do damage. And he did rock Henry a couple times, but Henry's head big as fuck, dude. He got he got that Kane Velasquez size head. <laughs> so this motherfucker could take shots, man. Um, and I, I, did not, I did not expect Henry to take the shots that he did and as good as he did man he's he's a champ 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 um another thing is Marlin cuts a lot of weight uh to make 135 and it showed the fatigue showed on his body during this fight and his gasting went right out the window after the first round uh henry henry was getting caught with some big shots uh he he, he staggered a little bit here and there but he straight up sweated weathered the fucking storm and from the second round on He was just landing mean fucking knees in the clinch. It was almost like his uh, first fight with Demetrius Johnson when uh, Mighty Mouse won that fight. Uh, Mighty Mouse's clinch game and his knees to the body was fucking key. And that just shut Henry's body down. Um, In this fight, this is what Henry was doing to Marlon. And I I said Marlon was going to come in with a strength advantage and be the stronger fighter. And, um, nah, man, fucking every time Henry uh, would get Marlon in clinch, Marlon couldn't do fucking anything about it, dude. I couldn't believe he wouldn't just just push Henry away, you know what I mean, with the strength advantage, just push him away. But every time Henry would clinch, he would just fucking, he, he would just hold on and get these fucking mean bodies to the fucking knee. And, and at one point, Marlon wasn't even blocking him. He was just eating those fucking shits. And, I mean, granted, of course, those knees to the body is, of course, a reason uh, for um, for Marlon's gas tank being so empty so quick like that. But, I mean, the type of shots Marlon was throwing at the same time is, is a really, really big and main factor, too, though. Um, I make sure of both, your body will start saying, yeah, we good. We good for the day. We good for the night. It's, it's time to go home. Um, he should've fought smarter. He's, uh, smarter, he should've fought Smarter, uh, but all in all, Henry proved me the fuck wrong, he weathered the storm, that's why I said Smarter, cause I was gonna say weather, but, um, <laughs> yeah, Henry, Henry's a beast, man, that fucker took those shots, and he, he knew what to do, he saw him getting tired, he, and Henry even said he, he's, he's never gonna feel the same after that fight, cause he is, he got hurt that fight, but, um he's a fucking champ, he weathered the storm, and he beat him, man, he's, Henry's a good guy, you know what I mean, he's very cringy, and I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna change my thoughts on that, he is, he's Captain Cringe, I call him that for a reason, but he's an amazing fighter, and, um, I will never count this motherfucker out again, that's a fucking fact, no matter what division, this fucker could go up to 170, I ain't gonna count him out, um, but yeah, man, all in all, Henry proved me wrong, he's a fucking champ, man, he's a beast. Congrats to him, and I can't wait to see him defend the bantamweight title. But he should definitely go uh, back. He, you know, I mean, do like a do a pattern right now. Go back down to flyweight, defend the title really quick, and go back up to bantamweight and defend the title. He, I, um, at the end of the fight in his um post fight interview, uh, octagon interview, um, he called out Dominique Cruz, and <laughs> I mean I'm a big Dominic Cruz fan, and I know I just said I will never count out Henry, but I mean I don't think that's a good matchup for Henry. Uh, Dominic is, he's a lot taller, and the reach is a lot longer, and Dominic's, he, he, he's not gonna gas out, that's not gonna fucking happen, uh, Dominic can keep the same pace all fight, uh, as long as he's healthy, we all know how that shit could go, but um, I'm no no—I'm in no way saying Cruz would, you know what I mean, blow him out, and I am in no fucking way saying uh, Kijudo will beat Cruz, because I'm not counting that motherfucker out. But I think that would be a bad matchup for Henry, but a great matchup for the division. So let's get it. Dana signed that shit up. and let's keep this division going. Uh, give Marlin um, give him a rematch with Algermy, why not? You gave him a rematch with um, with Rafael Sunsau. So why not give Algerino a rematch really quick? I, I like it. I like the matchup. But um, yeah, guys, that is the quick review. I just wanted to make sure I get this episode out today. Today is Sunday, June 9th. Uh, this is a review episode of UFC 238, Henry Kajudo versus Marlon Moraes. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the event. If you guys saw it, if not, uh, go back on Fight Pass. See if, you, uh, see if you can watch it over. A lot of good fights. Amazing. Uh, can't wait for the next event. Uh, let me look it up really quick. Actually, I forget what the next event is. Uh the next the next event is fight night 154 and that is going to be on ESPN plus it is the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung against Hanato Moikano that's gonna be a fucking crazy fight um both of these motherfuckers are bangers <laughs> uh, if it goes I, I, I highly doubt it goes all five rounds um, I'm not really sure who to pick that fight, man. It's, uh, it's, it could go either way. One of the motherfuckers is gonna get knocked out. <laughs> um, but I'm definitely gonna break that event down. Uh, when is that fight? It is going to happen Saturday, June 22nd. So I will definitely um do uh do a preview and breakdown episode for that. Uh, maybe a couple days to a week before the event, and I will definitely do a review after the event takes place. But yeah, that, uh, the main event is Hanatsumo uh, Mochino versus Chan Sung Jung. And in the Bantamweight division, in the co main event, we got John Lineker, hands of stone, going against Rob Font. Um, very good fight. Very good fight. Um, as long as, I mean, you know, I don't want to break it down now, but as long as Rob Font don't stay in front of Lineker and just keeps it moving off fight, be a stationary, uh, not a, be, don't be a stationary fighter, be a mobile fighter. That should be an easy night. Um, and then before that is a welterweight bout between Brian Barbarina and Randy Brown it's a good fight, good fight for the welterweight division I like it, um, but yeah, alright I don't want to get too far into that, that this was Nabi Podcast with your host Sunny Nabi this was episode 2, uh, I hope you enjoyed it um, for those of y'all who stayed for the whole episode uh, from the beginning to end, I appreciate you as always um, thank you for the continued support and just keep this show moving. I'll see you guys next time, all right? You guys have a good night. Take care. Peace.